Welcome back to another episode of Sundays with Jeff Miller. Today we are going to take a look at our put me in coach players, things you need to know, and um, just a few other things to share with you today. It's been kind of a crazy week personally for me, so we've had a lot going on within the family dynamics and personal dynamics and then friendship dynamics. And I have talked briefly about uh, a particular person who had a impact in my life who I've never personally met. However, I felt today was a good day to share something that I recently read about this individual. And just to ask that all the people who listen to my podcast would please say a prayer for this family. Um, Mike Taglier passed away last week, and he is an outstanding podcaster and football analyst that I have become very fond of listening to. And a couple of years ago, he actually reached out to me uh, and messaged me and asked me if I could do a mock draft, a 12-team mock draft with a group of his other listeners that he had chosen. And unfortunately, I was picked to be a backup I wasn't chosen in the original 12, but I thought, wow, this is so cool and such an honor. And the day of the draft, 10 minutes before the draft, I was messaged to fill in for someone who uh, couldn't be part of that mock draft. Unfortunately for me, I had no signal at that time, and by the time I did get a signal and was actually saw the message, it was too late to participate. However, it was so cool to have him ask if I would be able to do that because he's huge in the industry, and I'm just a little speck over there in the corner, a piece of dust that enjoys doing podcasting, likes to talk about football, and he took a moment. A moment that, quite frankly, uh, changed my outlook on doing these podcasts for myself. Now, Kyla Yates posted the other day something that was written that he wanted to share, and I thought it was really cool. So I'm going to read it to you, and hopefully if it means something, you can share it with somebody that's important in your life. And uh, maybe it's an acquaintance, but maybe it makes a difference for them. And in this way, we can carry tags with us on a day-to-day basis in our own lives, which I know would mean a lot to his wife, Tabby, and the kids. So here you go. Most people need to be backed into a corner in order to fight back. It takes a tragedy for them to wake up and realize what it is they're fighting for or what they should have been fighting for. I know this because it took my dad passing to realize I needed to stop smoking. I'm smoke-free, by the way. I've been there. My dad, sorry. I've been there. My dad did the same thing. It took cancer to realize that we should have been telling each other that we loved each other. At that point, we did. We also started a saying, PDQ. It stood for, Pa, Don't Quit. That's the purpose of this post today. 
Nothing tragic has happened, and I'm not backed into a corner. As a matter of fact, I may have to take a step back in order to move forward. I'm as motivated as I've ever been, and I'm going to do something about it. I won't stop until I reach my goals. Mike won't quit. That's what I want people to say about me. I want them to say I'm relentless. I want them to know that I need this. And although I may get turned away a few times, I'm that much closer to getting a door open. And that door will open. Why? Because MWQ, Mike won't quit. There will be days where you wonder why things happen. But remember this moment. If it were easy, everyone would be living their dreams. Make it happen. You just don't know what you have until it's gone. Now for me, I'm going to get this copied and it's going to hang on uh, my wall as a reminder for me. And it is amazing how we run into people or sometimes it's just a message from somebody. We all make a mockery of social um, networking. However, it there is a moment where you may influence someone and tags, prayers, Hopefully you'll always be with us. I'm going to take a break and I'll be right back. All right, here we go. We're going to get right to it on Sundays with Jeff Miller and we're going to work our way towards um, our Put Me In Coach starts and sits for the week. First, I wanted to get with you really quickly and talk about some of the things going on around the NFL. And there are some people out there who are uh, at the top of our thoughts right now when it comes to sitting and starting and who's playing this week, there's a lot of injuries. These are some players who did not participate this week. Tyler Lockett, George Kittle, uh, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, Antonio Gibson, Lamar Jackson, Sterling Shepard, Rob Gronkowski, Jack Doyle, Darius Slayton, and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. All not participating in practices as of Thursday. Limited participants, Delvin Cook, Daryl Henderson, DK Metcalf, Elijah Mitchell, Andy Dalton, Juju Smith-Schuster, Jonathan Taylor, Carson Wentz, Chase Claypool, um, Aaron Jones, DeAndre Swift, Kenny Galladay, Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Tyler Conklin, and Will Fuller. And then some guys who did fully participate on Thursday, which is what we'll take as a sign of good news is DeAndre Hopkins, Justin Fields, Odell Beckham, Ben Roethlisberger, and Deontay Johnson. So, there is that. Moving on to some of the guys we would be starting this week, right? I am going to start uh, Derek Carr, Las Vegas Raiders at quarterback. We're going to start with quarterbacks. Uh, the Raiders are going to play the Chargers. He's averaging 27.7 fantasy points per game, 401 passing yards per game, and two touchdowns, which are the fourth highest passing total through three games. 
in NFL history. There are only three people that have done more than that. 2011, Tom Brady with 1327. Kurt Warner in 2000 with 1221. And Ryan Fitzpatrick in 2018 with 1230. So there you go. Um, Derek Carr is averaging more points than all of these guys. So I want to bring him up really quick because I think you might want to take a serious look at making him your QB1. Aaron Rodgers at 20.4. Baker Mayfield at 17.7. Ryan Tannehill at 21.4. Joe Burrow, 21.5. Although he did better last night. He had 26 plus. Dak Prescott, 23.3. Herbert, 25. Jackson, 26.8, and Wilson at 27. So Derek Carr is definitely in the QB1 consideration. How about Matt Stafford? Another one in, in LA Raiders versus Arizona. Nine TDs and one interception. And Arizona's defense versus Kirk Cousin week two gave up 30 points. So Stafford is a legitimate start this week at your quarterback position. And then how about... Kirk Cousins, we were just talking about him. Minnesota versus Cleveland. He's averaging 26 fantasy points per game. And Cleveland versus Patrick Mahomes and KC gave up four touchdowns. And then versus Houston with Taylor and Mills gave them three touchdowns in two of the last three weeks. So there you go. Cleveland, you can throw the ball against him. Kirk Cousins, this might be an opportunity where you might need to use him as your QB1. Quarterbacks, I'm going to sit. Ben Roethlisberger versus Green Bay. He's averaging 15 fantasy points per, per game, uh, maybe even a little less. Teddy Bridgewater versus Baltimore, not playing him. Daniel Jones versus New Orleans, uh, no. They are tied. New Orleans defense is tied with the Cowboys with six interceptions on the year, so I'm not starting those guys. How about tight ends? How about tight ends that we would start? I definitely would be starting Logan Thomas this week. Washington versus Atlanta, who's ranked 29th against tight ends. And then Cole Komet might be a sneaky play if Chicago decides they might want to block. And even if not, because Justin Fields might have to throw the ball really quick. Um, Chicago versus Detroit, who's 26th ranked against tight ends. And then Dalton Schultz. Let's talk about Dalton Schultz just a second here. He is participating in 68% of the snaps. They're going to be playing Carolina. Carolina is fifth ranked against tight ends. Fifth ranked, which is very good. Um, so I'm going to project that Dalton Schultz will not repeat last week's numbers, okay? He's not going to. Not sure if he'll be worth the start for you this week. You might want to look at your other, other options. And then in Minnesota, Tyler Conklin has been an every other week performer He's playing Cleveland this week. Just so you know, I want to give you a warning. This is the week he generally does not do really well. Okay, there you go. How about running backs? Let's talk about running backs. If you were lucky enough to get Chubba Hubbard from Carolina off the waiver wire this week, you should be starting him versus Dallas. Last week, he did a pretty good job when McCaffrey went down. 11 carries for 52 yards, 3 catches for 27 yards. And let's not forget what Mike Davis did last year while McCaffrey was out. Hopefully, if you have McCaffrey and you were able to get Chubba Hubbard, um, 
that works out for you. Dallas is number three in receptions allowed to running backs with 26 on the season. So it seems like he's in for a pretty good day. Um, so bear that in mind. How about CEH? Kansas City versus Philadelphia. He should be in your lineup. Last week, 17 carries, 100 yards, two catches for nine yards. He had one TD. He fumbled for the second time in two games. However, in this particular instance, the Chiefs stuck with him. Philadelphia versus Dallas. Last week, Philadelphia's defense gave up a combination to Elliott and Pollard, 28 carries, 115 yards, and two touchdowns. So, CEH should be a good play this week for you. Another one that I'm looking at, Sony Michelle, Los Angeles Rams versus Arizona. This is an if Henderson is out. If Henderson plays, obviously you would want him in your lineup. But if not, this would be a good sneaky peek type play. That might get you by. Last week, he had 20 carries for 67 yards versus Tampa Bay. He also caught three passes for 12 yards on four targets. So, Arizona's defense has allowed 130-plus yards to Cook and Robinson in the past two games. So, I look for whichever one of the running backs are out there playing for the Rams. You should have them in your lineup this week versus Arizona. Neam Hines over in Indianapolis. It looks like another good play versus Miami with games um, with five catches. He is averaging 13 PPR points per game. And Dolphins are one of seven teams that have allowed 20 receptions to running backs in three games. So that's a you know an average of almost seven receptions per game. So that would tell me that he could be in for you know possibly a 15 point for performance, which might be a nice. Sneaky peak play. Some of the running backs. Oh, wait, no. One more running back that I want to make a mention of here. Uh, I snuck this in late, so it's kind of off to the side here. But David Montgomery for the Chicago Bears probably should be playing against Detroit. They're ranked 25th in points allowed to running backs. However, after last week's debacle, I'm not sure. So I just want to give you that information. If you're on the fence, it might be one of those things that helps you get over the fence and get David Montgomery into your lineup. Sits for the week. I am sitting Damian Harris versus Tampa Bay for New England and Tyson Williams versus Denver. Last week, he only had five carries for 22 yards and Denver has allowed zero touchdowns this year. I'm not going to put him in my lineup because I'm not sure that Harbaugh really knows who his running back is in Baltimore. So there you go. I actually, actually... Uh, cut Murray for that reason. I thought he was going to be a little sneaky pickup, and I was going to do really well with it, and it didn't work. All right, wide receivers you should start. How about Robert Woods, L.A. Rams versus Arizona? History. Let's talk about Robert Woods because he's not done really well, but the past five games versus Arizona, so his past five games versus Arizona, he has had four games with at least 18 PPR points. This is the week Robert Woods breaks out and plays well. So you can count on him this week. Robert Woods, the L.A. Rams versus Arizona. Jalen Waddle, Miami versus Indianapolis, should be in your lineup last week with Brissett at quarterback. He had 13 targets, 12 catches, only 58 yards, but still. 
That's that's pretty nice, uh, especially for the first week they got to work together. Uh, Indianapolis struggles with slot receivers. They are the second in the NFL with seven TDs to them and a 33% target share for Jalen Waddell and 90% snaps, even with Fuller in his return, is another reason you should be playing Jalen Waddell. Miami versus Indianapolis. How about Jacoby Myers? He's my sneak pick this week. I think he's a sneak pick. Uh, one of those guys that if you're on the fence and you have him on your roster, you might want to get in there. New England versus Tampa Bay, right? Tampa Bay's defense is solid. But Tampa Bay ranked ranks 32nd versus wide receivers. Last week, Myers was 9 on 14 targets for 94 yards. White is out. He's out for the season. The Buccaneers lead the NFL in receptions. They've allowed 60 seven receptions, 781 yards, and eight TDs to the wide receiver position. It might be Algahor. I might be steering you in the wrong direction, but Jacoby Myers sure looks like a solid play this week. How about Cole Beasley over in Buffalo? They're playing Houston. He's had two games with 13 targets, zero TDs in those games, but he's averaging 14 fantasy points well, he had 14 fantasy points and 21 fantasy points in the two games he had 13 targets. This is another passing game that Allen will be throwing the ball. Cole Beasley could be another really nice sneak pick play for you this week. Players I'm sitting or trading? <laughs> I actually traded him. Robbie Anderson, Carolina versus Dallas. I just I just don't I don't trust him. I don't buy the hype. I don't you, sometimes you just got to go with a gut. My gut says this isn't turning around for him. I actually watched Sam Darnold last week uh play and he doesn't even look like he even knows Robbie Anderson's on the field. There are numerous times he was wide open and it didn't matter. He was still cramming that ball in there for somebody else and it wasn't always DJ Moore either, but just doesn't seem like the connection that you that we all thought was going to be there was going to is there. I don't think it is, and I don't think it is, and I'm not playing him, and I traded him. Uh, Christian Kirk, Hopkins, A.J. Green, Moore, all of them. Well, I mean, I might not sit Hopkins, but versus the Los Angeles Rams, they've been tough. They have allowed one TD through the season to a wide receiver, and just for Kirk, Reference mainly here, his career versus the Rams, he's had 15 catches, 112 yards, zero TDs. That's over four games. That's only like three catches a game, right? And 30 yards, not not a really good play um, this week. All right, one more quick break, and then I'm going to come back, and we're going to do go over some things that you need to know that are going on elsewhere around the NFL. All right, just a reminder here that uh, if you have something you'd like to chat with me about, you can email me at sundayswithjeffmiller at gmail.com. That's S-O-N-D-A-Z-E with Jeff Miller at gmail.com. And for one of my listeners, Cassidy, it is not S-U-N. That's why I spell it out each week for you so that you know it's not S-U-N-D-A-Z-E. I have to laugh because he, he actually ran into me the other day and he said, you never answer my questions. And I'm like, I, I haven't gotten any questions from you, Cassidy. And he's like, well, no, no, I have. Look, right here. And I'm like, mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
you're not listening to me spelling out Sundays. It's a little different because it's sun, like you have a sun, not the sun above us, right? Had to throw that out there. Great guy. Love to pick on him and he loves to pick on me. Things you need to know in the NFL on this Put Me In Coach Friday episode. Things you need to know. How about that? Las Vegas has gone to the playoffs 11 of 12 times that they have started 3-0 on the season. Nine of the 12 times they have reached the AFC title game. And four of 12 times they have made a trip to the Super Bowl and they won it twice. So this could be a tiebreaker year for the Las Vegas Raiders. Antonio Brown is off the COVID list. And James White, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, is out for the season. Brandon Ayuk ran more routes in week three, 44, than week one and two combined, 35. Might be trending up, might be trending up. How about Najee Harris? Broke the rookie running back record for most targets in a game with 19. 19. I hope everybody's playing him. Saquon Barkley looked better. 16 carries, 51 yards, and a touchdown. Six catches, 43 yards. His RB1 snaps in the last three weeks have went from 48 to 84 to 86, trending up, looking good. Running back carries, 10-13. And then this last week, 16 out of 17 for the team. Also looking pretty good. So Saquon Barkley should be back to being an RB1 for everybody. How about Elvin Kamara? 24 carries. That was a career high. Career high for Elvin Kamara. 84% snap rate, which was the third highest of his career. Justin Fields. I want to talk about Justin Fields for just a second. He was sacked more times than the passes he completed. And the last time this happened was in 2010 with Jay Cutler. He was sacked nine times and completed eight passes versus the New York Giants. How about that? Justin Fields this last week, six completions, nine sacks. I don't care how good a quarterback you are. When you're getting hit that much, it makes it awful difficult to be successful. Travis Kelsey Career best, 96.3 yards per game. And I want you to keep that in mind because I'm going to talk a little bit more about Travis Kelsey um, and some of the other positions in relation to points scored this year. I think it's pretty interesting and just something I want to share here in a few more minutes. But other tight end, Mark Andrews, 11.1 air yards per target, which is tops among tight ends with at least 10 plus targets per game. Derrick Henry, has a 12.9% target share. Uh, that is double last year's productions. This year, he's doubled it, which is great. Brandon Cooks, 37.6% target share, leads all wide receivers in the NFL. There you go, Brandon Cooks. That's a sell-high candidate. That's what they call a, a sell-high candidate. Terry McLaurin, Washington at Atlanta, who is... 21st in points allowed to wide receivers, something I wanted you to know. Michael Pittman has 24 targets the last two weeks, 24. And then how about LaVisca Chennault? Weeks one through three, he had 88 air yards on 19 targets. 
Last night, he had 79 air yards on six targets. He might be a must-start with DJ Chark out with the broken ankle now. Uh, you might want to watch him. And also, James Robinson looked like the part of a RB1, again, who might be able to be trusted, even though there were some very questionable offensive coordinator slash coaches calls last night that I think limited some of the Jacksonville players. And then Joe Mixon kind of tweaked his ankle last night and ended up not playing at the end of the game. So we'll want to keep an eye on that as we move forward for this week. So here we go. This is going to wrap it up. I just want to talk about this really quick. So I'm going to compare each position, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight, and number one and two, and point differential. So Tom Brady currently number one uh, at quarterback with 108.5 points, and Kyler Murray's number two at 103.2. There's a 5.3 point differential, which is the lowest among the positions between one and two. Um, The next is actually tight end. Travis Kelsey at 66.9 and Rob Gronkowski at 58.4 is only an 8.5 differential for the first three weeks of the season. And then RB1 Henry is at 77.8. Aaron Jones is number two at 63.8, which is a 14-point differential, which is the highest, which is kind of interesting to me. And then Wide receiver, the number one wide receiver, Cup at 91.2. Mike Williams at number two at 77.5. There's a 13.7 point differential between those two. The part that was interesting is to me is because there was a lot of talk early in the year about Kelsey being worthwhile. Um, was he a worthwhile, you know, first round draft pick? And, you know, the point differential was the big deal. We're only three games into this, so this can change. We know that. But just an FYI, if he were a wide receiver, he would be ranked number three currently. A running back, he would be ranked number two currently. And then he is number four overall. Now, these numbers don't count the quarterbacks. When I talk about the overall number, I'm only talking about the flex position, just so you know. Um, Because obviously, Tom Brady at 108.5 is the highest, right? But... Overall, flex position, running back, wide receiver, tight end, because we kind of separate them from the quarterbacks when we're drafting. Kelsey would be ranked number four. I find it interesting, and I like to look up things like that and you know share them with you every week here on Sundays with Jeff Miller. So that's it for the weekend. I want to wish you luck as you head into the fantasy weekend. I hope you started out well last night with the Cincinnati players and also the Jacksonville players. Hopefully none of you forgot to set your lineups, a.k.a. Kelsey, and maybe left a couple of those players off. I'm not sure who that benefits, but it could benefit your opponent, right? You have to remember to manage those teams. Remember that. Play nice, love your neighbor, and most of all, have fun. Bye.